0: Hi, everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, Day 116. It's now been one year, 17 weeks and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. I'm back up the mountain and trying to enjoy a beautiful morning on the next upper zen place. But I have to tell you, this is a challenge because it's really super hot, even though it's fairly early in the morning and I'm getting eaten alive by these pesky darn flies. I tell you, our California drought has dried up all the puddles up here So they think a nice sweaty hiker like moi is fair game. So I'm going to try to edit out any swear F-words that might come, but just the same, This really fits in well with today's episode, which is going to be featuring our gratitude, no matter what our obstacles. Anyway, I'm super excited about this show because, as I mentioned, it's about gratitude and creativity and being real. And it features some great segments from Mark and our resident BC songwriter extraordinaire, Fiona Lane. After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward and I share what I'm letting go of today, I'll thank this month's iTunes review writers and share some of their reviews. Then last show, day 115, we examined criticism and this show generated some touching and heartfelt comments. We'll hear from Shay, Dave, and Donnie. And I include in this segment a big woohoo for Donnie for she has a special brave achievement that she did this last weekend. For our creativity boost and inspiration, I'm very excited to present Mark reading his all time favorite poem for Lori's stories. And then with her permission, I'll play you a brand new song I fell in love with from BC Fiona called Maybe. We'll catch up with Amy from Wisconsin and talk about posting on statuses. Then we'll wrap up by flipping the format and welcoming new BC Charm, who teaches me something about gratitude and will send some heartfelt well wishes to a person in her life. So stay tuned while we listen to Josh and then I'll let you know what I'm going to let go of today.
1: But I'm letting go I'm letting go a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never
0: Thank you, Josh. As I'm sitting up here getting eaten alive by flies, as I mentioned, it was very nice to be reminded I need to let go. So luckily for me, I have a nice floppy hat to bash at these flies now and again to remind them that I'm not their drinking fountain. <laughs> but besides that, you know, I had a new and interesting thought the other day, and I wondered, Lori, might not this be something that you need to let go of? Now, Many people will say that men think about sexual activity every six seconds. Now, in reality, I did some research on this online, and there's no real definitive study that proves that guys are thinking about sex so often. Though most of the guys in my life who I've been close enough to to know that will say that they do think those thoughts fairly often. Now, for me, I realized even lately that I have many thoughts about my body every six seconds or every second or two or no matter what I'm doing, you know. If I sit in the chair, I'll look down at my legs and have some thought like, I wish these legs weren't so big. You know, I've complained about sitting in some chairs, you know, (laughs) more often than not. So you're familiar with that attribute that I'm not so pleased with. But, you know, the majority of chairs in my life are just fine. It's only a few that I don't really fit in. But it seems that every time I sit in a chair, I look down at my thighs and have a thought about them. Now, even when I was losing weight, I might have a thought about them, like, oh, thank goodness, they're finally looking a little thinner. Or maybe, oh, man, even though I've lost 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever that might be, they're still not getting any thinner. Because, as I've said before, my thighs are always the last to go, even if I'm following a weight loss plan of some sort. Well, if you add up all of these thoughts about your thighs or your tummy or your weight in general, just thoughts about your body... If you're really having these thoughts about your body and measuring your life by your body all the time, really, the majority of your life has been focused on your body in one way or another. You know, whether you're obsessed with how much thinner you are or you're obsessed with how fat you think you are or you're charting the difference of that or you're considering like now I'm getting older. I have to admit some of my selfies don't please me very much. I know I did a show about this or a blog about this, but I have to notice that, yes, I'm kind of getting the saggy neck skin and the saggy arm skin and the different things, you know, outside of how much fat I have or don't have. In fact, in my case, maybe having a little extra fat is an advantage. It kind of fills up some of this saggy, wrinkly skin, you know. But there's plenty of things that if I want to obsess on them, I can. There's plenty of things in 56-year-old Lori that are not as culturally pleasing or as pleasing to myself as they might have been at 26. Though if I'm honest and I go back in the wayback machine to 26, I was complaining and bitching and moaning about everything then, too. I can't remember too much or too often in my life where I was, you know, just perfectly pleased with myself and thought, damn, Lori, you're looking good. You know, I always could find something to pick on. And here, you you know, I live in L.A. by Hollywood, even super gorgeous working actors and models. I've run into them and they have things that they pick on. There's nobody that I've ever met in my life who was 100% satisfied in every way with every single thing about their body. And for some reason in our society, we kind of think that's a good thing to think about. Let's, you know, chart our progress. Let's consider and measure and quantify every darn thing about our bodies. Let's, you know, buy products that'll tighten our eyes, you know, get rid of the under-eye bruising kind of look, the dark circles, let's stretch out the wrinkles, let's refresh our cells, you know, on our faces. Let's get a, you know, a self-tanner, let's do this, let's do that. Let's suck in our guts, put on our spanks. do whatever the equivalent is for guys, but let's, you know, suck it in, look good, and do all of these things all of the time. Now, I've come to the conclusion, now that I've been almost one year scale-free, that no matter how many times I'm thinking about my body and my legs in particular, here, let me take a moment here and look at my legs and how big they are and how much they spread out on the bench at the next upper zen spot. And I can think about them and be sad about them and even make uh, resolutions about them that I'm going to you know, eat better and exercise. But no matter how much I sit and consider it, Darn, they haven't changed one iota in this moment. They haven't gotten any thinner and they haven't gotten any (laughs) bigger. They're still the same as when I sat down here a moment ago. Now, I have to say it would be fair if this was really, really bothersome to me and I was going to do something differently to take a moment and say, you know what, this doesn't please me how my legs are at the moment, so I think I will incorporate a new exercise eating program. But end of thought then, okay? I make an intention. Now, let's move on and think about, wow, I hear these really cool birds out here. It's a beautiful day. I just had a nice hike. You know, I love my husband. I love my cats. Let's think about something else besides these thighs because I don't know about you, but I would really have spent a lot of my time sitting up here on this beautiful bench in this beautiful area just thinking about it. Oh, My thighs are so big. Oh, I just hate them. I'm terrible. I'm a monster. I just am terrible. You know, why do I have this? Why me? Boo hoo, boo hoo. Why wasn't I built different? So and so got to have a nice build. They're genetically more slender than me. Why is that? Boo hoo, boo hoo. Or get sad or get mad or feel embarrassed or if somebody came by. I might worry that they would think I was too fat. You know what? If someone comes by, they very well might think, hey, that girl is pretty darn fat. In fact, (laughs) This is kind of a funny one. A lot of times when I'm hiking up the mountain, people will stop on their way up the mountain to encourage me to say, you're almost there. Because they assume from my size that this is my first rodeo, that I have never been up this mountain before. Because they don't believe that someone who's a little over 200 pounds, or I don't know how much over 200 pounds, but some amount over 200 pounds, like me would be a regular hiker up this mountain. They make that assumption due to my size, right? So yeah, some of the people see me and give me encouragement. Some people might be giving me silent judgment, but if they do, that's more about them. And I think we've talked about this one before that other people, what they think about me really isn't my business and has nothing to do with me. I can't go into their head and change a thing about what they think about me so why should I what I can change is what I think about myself and today what I'm letting go of isn't even really saying negative things about my body it's letting go of thinking about my body all the time anyway whether it's a good thing or positive thing you know I don't think my body's status is something that I really need to be putting in my mind as often as I do. It's like a habit. It's like every few seconds. Oh, I feel how big my tummy is today. Oh, I feel fatter today than yesterday. Oh, I wonder if I ate something salty and I'm puffy. Or, wow, I feel pretty good. My pants feel looser today. Or, oh, look at that. Look, look at another age spot on my hand. Oh, look at that. Look at the way, you know, my fingernails are are wrinkling. I wonder if that's a symptom of something. You know, it's just like I live under my own microscope where every other thought seems to be about my physical body. Now, I love my physical body. Actually, I really do. And I'm quite grateful to it. I'm grateful that my physical body... Took me out in this very hot weather and hiked me up this mountain, and is letting me sit here and enjoy this environment under the shady tree at the next upper Zen spot. But I've come to realize that there are other things in my life besides my body. You know, instead of thinking about that, I'd like to every six seconds maybe have a gratitude moment or appreciate beauty in that moment or just be quiet and let myself be in that moment. So today, Brave Companions, I'm going to let go that automatic trigger in my being of thinking about my body. If I find myself thinking about it, I'm gonna do the mental rubber band trick and think about something else. And hopefully, it's a moment of gratitude. It's thanks for the iTunes review day. Yay! Each month, I get an automatic email from a service that compiles and sends any new iTunes reviews for Compulsive Overeating Diary from any iTunes store around the whole world. And the month before this, I was all down in the dumps because my iTunes Worldwide Reporting Service reported zero new reviews for the first time ever. But this month, there were four Hooray! I thank some of you individually, as I often notice a new review on the U.S. iTunes Store. But today, I'd like to feature your reviews and give each of you a hug and smooch for supporting the show in this way. Five-star reviews make a huge difference, both to my esteem—okay, I'll admit it—but also to how easily the show is found. More good reviews, higher in the list. And I was super excited to see a new review on this report from a Canadian BC as well. So. Here's a little bit of the four new reviews. First, I'll talk about the three BCs who posted in the US iTunes store. And the first one came from BC Dave. Sometimes I can guess from either your username or things that you write if it's you and I'll write you and say, is this you? Thanks. But anyway, remember he was posting this review even as I was on the mountain crying about no reviews on that show. I hadn't yet edited that show, let alone posted it When I came home and saw that Dave had written this. I have been listening to all of the old podcasts and Lori is very down to earth and real. I've struggled with compulsive eating most of my life and I've tried many programs and she is the first that really gets what it feels like to be under the control of alien robots. No, I'm not crazy. Well, maybe a little, but you will have to listen to understand about the alien robots. And I love that review, Dave. Here's a smooch for you. Mm -hmm. Because I love that you had a way to work the alien robots into it. I hope it will intrigue new listeners (laughs) and maybe they will at least give us a try. Okay. The next one I didn't have to think too hard who did this because Donnie posted as Poohberitis slash Donnie. (laughs) And Donnie writes, so very thankful for every single episode and for your very truthful honesty of your life as well as compassion and advice. Truly inspiring your openness. Best podcast ever. Wow, Donnie, that gave me a super boost. Best podcast ever. Wow. Well, you know what? I will allow that in any given moment, You, my dear and friendly friend, can feel it's the best podcast ever in whichever one you're listening to. But I tell you, you are one of the best BCs ever, the faithful, courageous, brave, and honest Donnie. Here's your smooch. Next up comes from a BC that we met last time, BC Shar, And she wrote... And I guess from her name and from her language when I asked her if it was her review. Anyway, Shar writes, I recently discovered Lori's podcast. She is frankly honest and sincere. She speaks of her own struggles, but teaches us at the same time. She is like having a cup of coffee with a good friend. I'm only on episode 12, but look forward to continue listening. Thank you, Lori, for sharing. And Shar, thank you not only... For the fact that you posted a review but that you posted your review so early and i hope that you will continue to enjoy the show you really encourage me with this here's a smooch for you Mwah. And last but not least, I was so surprised and happy to see on this monthly report that another Canadian BC took the time to post a five-star review. Thank you, Canadian BC, whomever you are, frankly, from your username and your language, I can't guess, and I think you want to be anonymous. If you want to write me and tell me who you are, that would be great. But this is what Review Newbie from Canada wrote, awesome podcast. Listening to Lori's unscripted real-life journey to finding peace with food is so inspirational, definitely worth a listen. And, you know, in Canada, Compulsive Overeating Diary ranks far higher in the what's hot list than I ever did in the U.S. In fact, I kind of have to chuckle. This is my evil Lori self now. I have to admit that many, many times Compulsive Overeating Diary is listed higher than Alice Dandish's wildly popular Progress Not Perfection in canada but in the u.s he whoops me on a regular basis so i'm so happy for his success but canada i have to admit an evil glee that when i go to canadian itunes those reviews have pushed me up there and it does kind of give me that evil happy pride in myself but i do really appreciate it so unknown canadian reviewer here's my evil glee smooch for you P.S. Before I leave my thank you mode, I want to say way to go, UK and Canadian Amazon shoppers. I see some of you are starting to use the show links for these stores again, and I so, so, so appreciate your taking the time. It takes a little longer for Canadian and UK pennies to reach me, but they do eventually, and just the fact that you made the effort encourages me no end. Thanks again. the last show, on day 115, we examined criticism and how it impacts us, whether it is fear of criticism from others or our own internal critics. And now I want to share some of the comment conversations and responses we got to that. New B.C. Shay, whom we met on day 114 when she bravely sent her voice thoughts about body image to us, emails me. Hello, Lori. Shay here. Thanks for the heartfelt welcome. I have some thoughts. re the subjects that were raised in episode 115. Criticism. At its very core, it is only a comment about a behavior, not the person. People are not their behavior. It's obvious when people have a history of constant criticism that their identity becomes entangled in that. In some families, people are loved and valued. Even if their behavior is not always perfect, they learn to take risks safely. Feelings. I wonder if people shut down feelings in response to not feeling safe to be vulnerable. Feelings are not met with empathy, dismissed, don't matter, and penalized. They, as a person, don't matter. My friends tell me I was born to be a therapist, but really I am just interested in the human condition. Well, Shay, thank you for that. And I have to say, in my own case, I think it's absolutely spot on, is that I learned very early on that my, my behavior better be perfect, you know, it better be, or, you know, I'm going to know the reason why. And I my feelings better not bother anybody and that was just you know for a lot of different reasons and a lot of different situations that's just what happened so i built an inner identity built just as you have said and what i've been doing in the last year is trying to dismantle that so that i realize that nobody's perfect i don't need to be perfect and i am who i am and how i feel is okay and it has been a struggle since i had more than 50 years of that identity Then Donnie posted this comment before she even listened to the show. Way to go, Donnie. You are such a regular poster. Anyway, she says, Life's been over-the-top busy, it seems, and some emotional baggage, meltdown crap, and just life. The moral of the story, haven't gotten to the episode yet. Sigh, so sad. But soon. I love the episodes, all of them. Hope life is treating all the fellow BCs lovely as ever, and you too, my dear Lori. We've had some rainy yuck muck. But it appears to be clearing out. I'm enduring a half marathon this weekend, kind of crazy due to all my ailments, but I've got this, Wahoo! And I'm inserting a big Wahoo here too. Wahoo! Way to go! Yay! Because Donnie goes on the Bravery Report for completing her half marathon last weekend. <laughs> Then, after hearing the show finally, Donnie wrote this. Lovely episode. I finally made it to listening. You always give me stuff to think about. I, too, want to kick that fear in the caboose and stop letting what someone else says or thinks or might think, or for that matter, affect me and my thinking. Way to go, us Team BCs. Then Dave posted this touching and heartfelt comment. Lori, that was a great episode. It helped me verbalize the core issue of my compulsive eating issues and, well, some of my other addictive behaviors. It is the trigger for all of my pain. This revelation triggered a two-day binge, and I have not cried like that in a long, long time. And it's even hard to keep my eyes dry as I write this. Please don't regret publishing this episode. I'm going to take this to my therapist, and I think it will be a breakthrough moment. Welcome Shar, did I get that correct? And Shelly B and BCX, we are so glad you joined us. Char, I agree, listening to Lori is like listening to a good friend. I also am listening from the beginning. I started at one and am now at 80, but I've also listened from 108 to 115. BCX, if you get the chance and you feel comfortable with it, please share the purpose that keeps you going. The BCs are very supportive. My purposes in life are, Loving and serving my wife, Kathleen, Kathy, gardening, cooking, my walk with God, and being a sketch artist. I'm just beginning to learn to draw, but Lori, through her examples and teachers, has taught me to identify ourselves as what we want to be, not as what we will become. I hope that is clear. Shelley B., I agree. It is nice to find a group that we can relate to and share with. I know I'm stalling, but here it is, the mother of all alien robots in my life. And then he quotes me from the show. As you know, I used to have issues with compulsive overeating, binge eating and dieting, but most of the time I was on the overweight, obese side and I got bigger and bigger in my body. I realized I was hiding myself more and more underneath that level of fat. How weird taking up more space in the world actually meant I had less space for myself. The real me the part that is inside but i had this huge fortress around me not only physically but as an excuse oh i didn't get that job because i was fat i don't even need to go ask out this person for a date because i'm fat i don't need to try for that job because i'm fat everything in the world i can blame on being fat if i sit down next to you you have to leave me space because i am physically big therefore you have to keep your distance and yet the inside me longs to be seen Please, someone see me, hear me, hear me, see me, look through this wall of fat, look through this mask of funniness and busyness and helpfulness. See me, please, please see me, notice me, say I'm okay. End of my quote there. The mother of all robot aliens also sent out the following. Your reaction is proof that you are weak, useless and immature, childish and a girly man. You will never be a real man. You will never succeed. You should just give up. For two days, I battled this bitch, mother of all robot aliens, and the pain. Oh, my God, does it hurt. Kathy even tried her best to lift me up, but ended up having to give me space. Until I come to grips with this truth, there's not a lot others can do or say. Maybe the one dominating feeling that is out there is light chases away the darkness. The only problem is I don't have the energy to flip the switch. I will battle on with all the support. I will win. And I replied to Dave with these thoughts, sending you big hugs, brave robot alien fighter, Dave. I am sorry that something I pondered about caused you grief, but I'm also super glad and proud you are taking that feeling and those thoughts to your therapy. Sometimes the most upsetting moments tend to be, as you said, the breakthrough moments. Don't worry about my feelings in the matter. Given the topic of my show and the things I think about and talk about, I know that I may be triggering people just as I have been triggered by their comments, etc. But it is something I have really worked through for the most part. I am not responsible for other people's reactions unless I intentionally try to cause harm, which I don't do on the show, ever. So while I am sorry for your discomfort, I don't count it on my ledger if that makes sense. I think you are very brave and are facing up to your own issues with bravery and honor. Therefore, in my very well-informed opinion, Dave is very much a man. Uh, speaking about men... You know, part of our society puts added pressure on men because you're never supposed to let your feelings out. You're supposed to have chin up, you know, grin and bear it, protect everyone, do well no matter what. At least as women, we have that societal out that we can go with our girlfriends and cry over coffee or whatever, and it's kind of considered okay. But men, my goodness, the extra pressure on them to, to endure and protect and be the be all end all for their family is immense. So any man that can admit to himself, let alone out loud, that they are feeling a weakness or needs some help or has a tenderness inside that lets that love out is a man above men. And we're going to learn a little bit more about that as Mark decides to share with us something that puts him on the bravery report and proves to me that my husband is also like dave a man's man i'm so excited bcs in this edition of Lori's stories mark goes on the bravery report for recording his favorite poem for you First, he'll tell us why this is his favorite poem, after which he'll perform, and then he and I will have a brief conversation where Mark tells you why it was so hard for him and why I think he's brave. Let's listen.
2: Hello and welcome. Sit down, relax, and get ready to listen. It's time for Lori's Stories, where brave companions share what they've been writing. uh has put up with me uh, quoting from this poem for many years, and this is kind of a poem I've lived my life by because when I was a troubled young man, a teacher I respected very much, actually more than one, had said, this is actually a poem you can live your life by, and everything will be okay. And... I think I've lived my life by it, and things seem to be okay. If, by Rudyard Kipling. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowances for their doubting, too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting If you can bear to hear the truths you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken, and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings, and risk it at one turn of pitch and toss, and lose, and start again at your beginnings, and never breathe a word about your loss, If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son.
0: Well, honey, thank you so much for reading your favorite poem for us.
2: You're welcome.
0: So you actually got a chance to do what I've been studying. You've been a voice actor today. How did that feel?
2: Well, it, it certainly seems a lot harder than it looks. <laughs>
0: did you have to actually do a lot of work to make that beautiful rendition that you did for us? Oh yes. <laughs> what would you what would your takeaway be?
2: My takeaway would be practice, practice, practice.
0: Are you glad you did it? Oh yes. Well, I think you deserve your place on the bravery report, Henny, because this isn't something you would normally want to do, to grab a mic and record something for public consumption. But you did it.
2: Yeah, and, you know, I, I have a terrible time reading, so, you know, we got through it, though.
0: Yeah, I think we've shared with the brave companions about that you're just, well, you tell them.
2: Yeah, I'm severely dyslexic and when I read words I have a tendency to mince- <laughs> mispronounce things <laughs> and uh, get get uh things all all mi- all mixed around. So, uh, I got through that uh, okay.
0: Okay, so they might think that we got by that by recording you word for word and kind of being like Frankenstein and putting it all together, but the reality is how many takes did we do Tell them how we did this poem
2: well we uh we would we would basically at first we'd go through the whole thing, and that wasn't working out and so What we do is go by, we broke it into four sections, and I do one section at a time. And that's how we did it.
0: And that worked out pretty well. So what we did is we would look at it, see any words that were problematic, rehearse, and then we do a take. And it really was just what, one or two takes each?
2: Yeah, one or two takes each.
0: It didn't take very long at all to do it that way. And I don't know about you, Brave Companions, but I think you did a great job. Yay!
2: Thank you. Writers and storytellers, if you'd like to share your story, just call the Bravery Hotline, use SpeakPipe, or email Lori your story to be read on the air. Just mention this is for Lori's Stories, and she'll do the rest. (laughs)
0: Isn't that the coolest thing? I am so proud of Mark. And remember, writers and storytellers, you can either record your own stories and or send them to me for me and my voice acting friends to record. Or if writing isn't your thing, but you'd like to try your hand at voice acting, you can also do like Mark and find a poem or short story in the public domain. Read it on the Bravery Hotline, via SpeakPipe, or any of the ways you can send audio to the show. If either of these sound at all fun, even if it is scary, 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 go ahead and give it a try. You won't be sorry. I'm only sorry that I think after how much he unexpectedly enjoyed his experience, I may have to share my new recording space with Mark. speaking of cool things, one of the coolest things I've ever heard of is February Album Writing Month. That's a challenge where songwriters pledge to write 14, count of 14 songs in 28 days. And our resident songwriter, Fiona Lane, did it again this year with fantastic results. Fiona continues to earn her place on the bravery report with the steps she's taken to fulfill her dreams. I went to her SoundCloud page to listen to this year's crop of wondrous not to mention her soulful singing, and just fell in love with one of this year's songs she's written, titled Maybe. I wrote to Fiona asking permission to share it with you, and she graciously agreed. So with no further ado, please listen up and enjoy our featured song, Maybe, by our own brave companion, Fiona Lane.
1: Maybe this is it Cause it just feels right, right I've searched the sea and combed the sands all night Then I heard my heart Thought I heard it cry, cry Maybe this is what I've been searching for all my life I have searched my soul I have trolled the lands. I have held each precious gemstone in my hands But I never found What I thought I'd find I am looking for a love say that you don't get what you want but what you need. It's funny when you retrace your steps. You're following your own lead. Maybe this is it. Cause it just feels right. Right. I've searched the sea and combed the sands all night Then I heard my heart Thought I heard it cry Cry Maybe this is what I've been searching for all my life I have worn my pearls Like the pretty girls they didn't end up being pearls of wisdom I have tried and failed in my fairy tales gotta bring my fairy tales to life somehow they say you've got To forget the past so you can grow But sometimes what you're hoping to learn Is something you already know But maybe this is it Cause it just feels right, right I've searched the sea and combed the sands all night my heart.
0: inspiration for writing maybe, and this is what she sent me. I wrote maybe shortly after I made the big decision to apply to the teaching credential program. I've wanted to be a teacher since I was in grade school, but over the years my worries that I wasn't good enough, or smart enough, or just not cut out to be a teacher got the better of me, and I avoided the idea. I even told people flat out, I don't want to teach, which was true at the time. But only because I was dead set on avoiding the anxiety I knew I would have to endure in pursuing something I truly cared about and was terrified at failing. When I finally stopped running from what I was afraid of, I realized the one path I had been avoiding was the answer. Maybe is one of those songs that seemed to write itself. I'm still waiting to find out if I got into the credential program, by the way. I'll keep you posted. Fingers crossed, Fiona, for your program and for your album. It's truly an honor to feature your work, and you have one big fan gal right here. If you are a fan of Fianna's music, too, remember she wrote the Brave Companion song for us from Show 100. Please stop by the show notes for Day 116 and let her know how you feel. I'll also post the lyrics to Maybe and links to Fianna's other musical work. I thought I'd take a moment to catch up with our friend Amy from Wisconsin and share what she's up to. Amy posted this one on one of my daily status posts on 6-7-15. That is June 7th, 2015. Amy writes, I'm going to try to drop in fairly regularly for a status update during the summer months. Lori, I hope that is okay with you. Here's where I'm at today. I made it through the end of the school year. I feel like Amy has been on the back burner ever since Graham passed away at the end of March. It was tough to watch her go, tough to say goodbye, tough to see my mom and dad mourning, and tough to talk to everyone about it. After getting through the funeral and all that goes with it, I was 100% focused on the play, making costumes, creating choreography, helping with rehearsals, et cetera. Once the play was done, it was focused on finishing up the school year and all that goes along with that. Through all of this, I was dealing with a lot of arthritis pain and hubby finally got going on the home remodeling that we've been talking about for over a decade, which has also created a large amount of stress and tension. There was no physical or mental energy left for working on me. I felt like every day was just a matter of getting through all that was expected of me, one hour at a time. Now school is out for summer. It is time to establish some healthy routines that I can easily maintain even when life gets chaotic. I know that I am lucky to have this break from the day-to-day stress of work, and I plan to take full advantage of it. I'm looking for a balance of getting things accomplished, and relaxing. In my all-or-nothing mind, that balance is tricky. Often in the summer, I go gung-ho on relaxing, and then I feel icky when school starts up that I haven't done anything. So far, I have done a lot of cleaning and some organizing, because so much of that went on the back burner along with me. I've also done some sewing and relaxing. I've had some good chats with hubby and will hopefully lessen some of the tension around the remodel. I hope to check in daily as a way to keep myself focused on my goal of healthy habits for me. Thanks for sticking around, even when some of us disappear. I also want to say I enjoyed your poem yesterday. could really relate to the images that you created. And I replied, Oh, how I miss that feeling of freedom of the first day of summer, one of the true perks from teaching. (laughs) And I'm glad that you have the chance to relax a bit and focus on Amy. It is fine with me that you would like to post more often about how it's going with you. The more, the merrier. I love to know, and I bet the brave companions would like to know, too. It is a bit quiet around here lately, but visits aren't down all that much, so either lurkers are having their season or BCs are stopping in for a peek before going on with their pursuits. For me, I am pleased to say I am taking it all in stride. What I write, record, or post these days seems to be for the joy of it. I am my own best fan. You know I would have been scared that that sounded self-involved before but now I understand that I own my voice and I appreciate the opportunity to let it roam. If others like it too, great! If not, not my business. So I find I am more stable in my mood and more able to move past disappointments. I also very much understand when BCs are off doing other things. I like you have times where I'm busy or stressed or down or just feel like observing rather than participating. You'll see my statuses and blog posts and indeed even the show rise and fall depending on where I'm at. It's all good. I am 100% pleased every time I hear in any way from a BC and I am 100% pleased anytime I feel a creative urge and let it come out in some way. This is a new path for me pleasing myself with my voice and sharing it without depending on others to validate my experience. I think this is my next level of bravery, being me for me. And I'm sending you marvelous, talented, creative Amy, positive love and vibes for the same. I wish you an endless summer of fun being Amy and sharing what pleases you with us. XOXOXO. So I say once again, thanks to Amy for letting us know what's up, and I'm super glad you're taking time for yourself. I also wanted to let you BCs know once again that it is perfectly fine to post all about how you are doing on the status pages, too. That's what statuses are for, routine updates and news versus being all about the show or the story topic, etc. Statuses are exactly for that. So if you'd like to have a place to let all of us BCs know how you're feeling that day or tell us what you're doing, it doesn't seem to fit with a show or a blog topic, grab any status day and post post away. Today I'm flipping our format a little bit and greeting new BC charm during the wrap-up. Because our email conversation triggered some thoughts about gratitude for me that I thought would be nice at the end of the show. Originally, Charm contacted us via the contact form. She writes, Hi there, I thought I would send a small word of agreement and thankfulness to you and others like ourselves who go through life struggling these inner battles. This morning I listened to an early podcast of yours in which you were explaining the snag of procrastination and its connection to compulsion. Sheesh, i so related. You have slash had your extra bedroom and CDs. I've got my office and old photos. Ugh, so would rather go traipsing about with my girls. Huh? Any, anywho, I made the decision to just get the load of dishes done before lunch. Not too much, but I knew I'd feel better having done it. Then began listening to your past. Just felt like you were talking to me. Ha. Huh? Anyway, thank you so much for your efforts. God bless you and the rest of your crew of brave companions out there. Then I wrote her asking permission to share and making sure I knew the correct way to pronounce her name. I wrote, Hi Charm, thanks for your encouraging note. It sounds from what you've written that you are comfortable with me sharing this on an upcoming episode, but I try not to assume. Are you comfortable with me greeting you by first name and reading your comment? If so, do you pronounce Charm with a CH like I would for Choo Choo and Magic Charm or a CH that sounds more like S, like Charlotte? You were my angel today as I put off cleaning my kitchen yesterday and am feeling the emotional weight of that decision right now. I'm inspired to at least take care of the dishes as soon as I send this. Thanks for passing along your positive thoughts. And sorry about the old photos. I've had a few tussles with them, too. Step by step, hugs Lori. Then Charm replied, Wow, how nice of you to respond. I honestly didn't expect that. Of course you can share if you like. CH as in cha-cha, or chocolate, or choo-choo. I have to say, Chuckle, this little note has now encouraged me to finish this one up and head to the kitchen sink. Thank you, again. This morning, while sharing a moment with my husband at a local cafe, an acquaintance walked by. Then Charm shares a private story about her acquaintance's many needs that the acquaintance shared with her at that time. Charm then continues, My inner jaw dropped. I think it is so important to realize the incredible blessings we each get to experience day by day. My hubby has his job still. At least for now, he and I can stop and share a coffee nearly every day. Then I can physically hop on my bike and huff and puff my way back home to my sink worth of dishes. Hope your day is lovely. Off to my dishes. Be blessed. Charm. I was impressed by this attitude and reflected on it. Dishes went from being a pain in the butt to an opportunity for blessing and gratitude for the ability to do them. I wrote back, Hooray for getting the dishes done. Hmm, something wrong that I led with that versus the touching blessing story. Next time I'm on the mountain, I shall place some prayer rocks there and send good vibes and thoughts for your acquaintance and ask the BCs in my show for their prayers and or thoughts too. I won't be specific, but I believe that it can help lift us up as well as those in need. And yes, I answer every single email or comment eventually. The show has become popular, but not so much as I can't handle the traffic most days. It goes in floods and dribbles. I feel that if you took the time to write, I can take the time to answer. I'm just a regular person who has learned to be grateful for the concern and encouragements that others provide. I felt alone, it wasn't true. I felt not good enough, it wasn't true. I felt I had nothing useful to say, turned out not to be true. Therefore, I believe in passing on as much as possible the blessings of care, love, support, bravery, etc., back to the BCs as these blessings have made such a difference in my life. It turns out my body size wasn't the issue at all. But that's part of my story that you are just now discovering. I thank you again, charm like choo-choo. This shall make me laugh and smile for the rest of my days. And I too have huff and puff days on my bike. But even close to 200 pounds, I rode around the whole big island of Hawaii on my 50th birthday six years ago. Bikes are great, and I'm learning as I age to not take any movement ability for granted. I, too, am very, very happy for every moment I can walk, ride, get out of a chair even, because I have more and more days when these are difficult for some reason or another. Anyway, most of the time, I have extreme freedom to explore physically and emotionally, so I know I am very, very lucky. Thanks again, Charm, and I'm sending you... Positive house vibes as I am sentenced to, I mean, I have the blessing to be able to clean today as my main activity. Yikes! I mean, hooray! Take care, Lori. So, BCs, first of all, I'd like to ask those of you who pray or meditate or send positive love and energy in the world to please take a moment to do so for Charm's acquaintance. It can be tough to have so many trials all at once and I believe that sending our love to this person in a way that resonates with our own beliefs will help not only this person but us. Sometimes the minutiae of life and chores and struggles can take our focus away from the beauty and opportunities available to us. As I said in the Letting Go segment today, I used to focus my attention on checking in every moment with my body and being dissatisfied. But now I want to try to find even one small beauty in each moment, from a bird song to a cat hug to the chance to send smooches around the world. Until next time, I'm sending my love to you, too. Take care, B.C.'s. Because I really, 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 really care.
1: I'm a slave without a master, for disaster kicking up the dust in the middle of the road I've been waiting on a free ride ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound